Welcome to Second Act Podcast. Second Act, it's a continuation and yet an evolution. It's finding meaning, fulfillment and deep sense of purpose. Through these podcasts, I would like to invite people who experienced their second acts, found a bigger purpose for themselves and are ready to share their stories because we truly believe that learnings happen through conversations. So everyone, it's a very special day. We have uh, one of my college heartthrobs, let's say, say that, or a heartthrob for many at that time and still is, Roshan Abbas, uh, who is an award-winning media professional with over 25 years of experience in film, TV, radio, digital, creative arts. He dons so many hats, like he's an actor, TV and radio host, producer, event manager, creative director, film theater director, lyricist. Roshan, uh, I'm sure that I'm still missing out on, on, on a lot of things that I have not spoken about. Uh, you are a serial entrepreneur, an angel investor, author, public speaker, coach, mentor. What else is left, my dear? Please tell us. <laughs> and how do you do this more than anything else? No, so I think, I think uh, see, I think as a creator, I keep looking for a bigger canvas. I keep saying that. So, you know, so like when I started in Lucknow, it was a small auditorium. Then it went to a radio station. Then it went to television. Then it went to films and digital. So I think that journey is very logical because, you know, it's just you keep as a creator, you're hungry for bigger audiences, uh, more varied content ideas. Um, the other part is that I often say that what the dreams you can't live yourself, you live through others. And that's the serial entrepreneur, that's the producer, that's the mentor, that's the coach, the author. Because um, if, I, if I see a problem, my, my normal habit is to try to solve. Now, either I can solve it myself or I can get people to solve it. And so uh, I'm always uh, trying to help people. And some of that have now taken on these roles. Um, I, I often, the, the simplest way I sum everything that I do is that I said, I'm, I connect people to possibilities. That's it. So you don't need to say anything else. <laughs> but tell me, Roshan, that you always knew uh, that you had this potential or how did you discover so many things that were within you? I mean, we normally don't even discover one, to be honest. We are struggling with even one. So, so much. No, so, so, uh, so I think, I think uh, it starts with a couple of things. One obviously is that the, the confidence that you get in yourself, which I genuinely always thank my parents and my teachers for. Uh, because, you know, being in Lucknow, media as a thought just didn't, I mean, who would have thought in the 80s that media could be a profession? But uh, I constantly got the chance to experiment, whether it was doing uh, theater in school or debating in school. And I would happily jump into everything, Archana. I would jump into football and I couldn't play football to save my ass. I couldn't swim. I could, but I would go and try everything. So, yeah. so I think the first thing was this little attitude of jumping in. Secondly, I'm very curious. You know, I'm, I'm just a curious person. I go down rabbit holes and I keep telling people that going down rabbit holes is one of the most fun thing anybody can do. So, you know, like, I'll, I will be the guy who will find a tweet, then go to the link, then find the person, then chat with the person, then buy the book, then try to buy the rights of the book. So like I, I chase down these things. Wow. So that is the one reason that I am a uh, constantly doing these. And then uh, while, while it is said much better by Richard Branson, when he says, screw it, let's do it. I have that same attitude. Karna hai karna. 
you know so <laughs> nice. like even when i did radio it was not i was sitting at home having tried five odd jobs after college uh, you know i i had done a little bit of theater it wasn't paying i was doing voice overs wasn't paying enough tried some television anchoring but for a show that didn't agree with me i did a show called hamoge kamyab which very few people know i did i anchored for just four episodes and i walked out you know and and my my producer was usha albuquerque who at that time said well, when why would you walk out and i said you know it doesn't sit well on me the show is not me mm. and the the other things uh you know just like just like what youtube and the democratization of the internet uh is for today's generation right i mean suddenly we are in web 3.0 where everything is not just two way but it's so democratized i was very blessed that i came in at a time when media was really having its first big you know like just like manmohan singh opened up the economy media was opening up as well mm. right so fm happened and i jumped on to fm and private satellite television happened and i jumped on to that you know so uh, that's where i was really blessed these waves kept happening and i just kept jumping in uh so i think that was the reason i was able to try so many things and uh, also at some point in time while i find many people stick to one thing and say i'm doing well in radio yahi karte mm-hmm. right i'm not that person i i give myself very finite timelines like okay 5 years of radio 10 years of tv you know and mm-hmm. i i don't know why but in my head it's like like i i remember just like oprah winfrey there was another interview show that used to come early days of television by phil donahue yeah yeah and phil phil donahue in an interview had said that if you're great on television you will have 10 years if you're a god on television you can have 20 right, right? so i said i said you're great tak to mai i can give 10 so <laughs> i i actually gave myself 15 years i said you know 90 and i mean i finished television in 2008 it was 17 years later so i mean it was almost you know thought through in that sense so so i i try to do things in that manner so i think i like what you said right now ki being curious and jumping into things because every time that i am having a call with a social entrepreneur a corporate you know and they because i'm too new in this space as well in second act uh everybody says what is that one thing please tell us one thing that you're doing you're doing podcasts also you're doing workshops also you're doing social work also you're doing women empowerment you're doing this tell us that one thing and i tell them one thing is transformation for myself and for people and i do not know beyond it and i don't know why this answer is not accepted nahi nahi aap ek cheez bataiye ek ka focus bataiye so i don't know that focus yet roshan what do you have to say to somebody like me who's entering in a new space and just trying to discover many things um, right now so you know you know archana my simple thing to you would be i often say that i do deep research before meetings okay right i mean anybody i meet i believe that the respect i can pay that person and the respect i can pay to the opportunity is to research that person once i have researched that person i try to find a need gap mm. and then you know what you do is actually you could be doing 10 things but they they right see they they don't have the time or the mind space to understand archana they are only looking for an outcome so which is why i keep telling people when i do business storytelling i tell people storytelling leaves you with a feeling mm. business storytelling leaves you with an outcome so you just need to say okay this person is currently in an hr organization where they feel that their employees are extremely jaded so you will turn and say i will give them the power of various methods of communication to 
you know, re-energize your entire team or to help them bond better and stick yeah. to that. Mm. Right now, technically, I have enough, in a sense, tried to cover because what you told me, I was quickly trying to translate it. Say, okay, so what can it be? Yeah. And so I use various media methods to try and re-energize and bring teams together. Right. If that's what they want, if they want a podcast, then you would turn and say, you know what? I try to find something unique that connects with every human being and create podcasts that convert convert brand stories into human stories. So, I enter and I say, boss, clearly figure out and which of your, what suit do you need to wear? A person like me, when I enter a meeting, uh, I have to very quickly think, what suit am I wearing? Yeah. Am I Roshan Abbas, the coach? Am I Roshan Abbas, the creative entrepreneur? Am I Roshan Abbas, the filmmaker, the writer? And I stick to one persona because you're absolutely right. Normal people on the other end don't have the time and space to figure you out. Mm-hmm. So make their job easier. Go in with a very clear thing. I am this. You have done so much, so you know which hat, which pants, which suit, which jacket. But people discover when you become an entrepreneur. That discovery is your personal discovery. Yeah. When you become friends with the client, you can have a heart-to-heart conversation to tell them, you know what, I'm still figuring out. But when you're there to sell to them, if you appear doubtful or if you appear scattered, or I mean, and you know, and see creative people sometimes come across as confused, which they are not. Yeah. They are it's just not, multi. Yeah, I'm not confused they, at all. Yeah. No, I know that. But but they are but they are multifarious. They've got multiple things that they can do. Hmm. But the beauty of hearing a Birbal story or an Akbar Birbal story. Is that Birbal was super smart. He had answers, but he had the right answer for that moment. Mm. You know? So just do that. Put decide. You have a suit of 52 cards. Decide whether you're playing the ace, the king, the jack. Because you know, even a two of clubs could win you around if it was the right point. And it's storytelling wala jo discovery hai for yourself. You're such a brilliant storyteller. So so I genuinely feel that the I, I used to do this as a natural thing without realizing it. So, okay. uh, you know, if I was at a party or at a home scene or even <laughs> meeting up with corporates, um, I would be telling them stories. So I often tell people that when you come to a meeting, the first five minutes, don't get into anything. Tell them a nice story, which makes the, which energizes their day, which makes them feel, right? It, it makes you memorable. Okay. So there is a line I often say in my workshop saying, be interested or be interesting. <laughs> right? So be interesting is telling a story. Be interested is hearing a story. So what happened is that over a period of time, I, because I was an MC mm-hmm. and I used to be a corporate MC. So my, my role as a corporate MC. And when I see regular corporate MCs, I'm sitting sometimes as an audience and squirming because if they're just on stage reading from a script, what are they doing? They are no, you have to be a great corporate MC is a connectivity tissue between the first presentation, the second presentation. They are living organisms almost turning and saying this audience is now going on a dip. Let's tell them a story that energizes them. Let's make them do an exercise. So, and because I knew that there were times that I would have to come on stage because, oh, the presentation is not loading. So Roshan, can you hold the stage for 10 minutes? So I would know a 10 minute story. Okay. And there were times that I had to just come in for 30 seconds. So I would know a 30 second story. So by 
by default, I started learning these stories. And I am, a, as I said, just like I'm a researcher, I'm equally a note taker. So on my phone, I have stories that I have told in, and believe you me, 1995. Wow. I keep notes. I, I, there was a time, I remember uh, Mr. Adi Godrej after my 10th Godrej conference actually came to me and said, Roshan, you know, I want to tell you one thing. You're a great MC. You're a great host. He said, but I want to compliment you that for 10 years I've been hearing you and you haven't repeated a single story. Okay. Right? But that is, but that is the, that is how much respect do you give your profession? 90% hmm. of people in my space used to come from television and therefore they would they would use their on-screen persona in a live event and just try to live off it. I've never done that. I have come into that live event saying I will make myself so memorable that uh, when, when I leave after two days, next year at the conference, they should remember me. And my joy is this, that even today when I walk into a conference, which I may not have addressed for five years, because you know I may have stopped doing it. I don't host as often as I used to. But when I go to that conference, you know, those people treat me as if, you know, it's like that. Oh my God, he's back. You know, like, because I, because I have that ability. And so I started documenting these stories. I started meta tagging these stories. I store these stories away in copious notes where I will know, okay, this is motivational. This is sales. This is finance. This, and I've got them tabulated. Beautiful. So when you when you give that much effort now uh, and my father taught me this my father in when i was in class 7th or 8th came to me with a handwritten book of quotations because in those days internet nahi tha mm. so when i used to when i when i used to be getting ready for a debate my father used to actually sit with me and sometimes you'd get very bored because i'd say listen i want a different quote i want a new line so my dad used to read so much that all his books had those little underlines and notes and things and one day he just sat and compiled all of them in different sections. So I think I've taken that muscle memory or mental memory and converted it into a digital exercise for myself, which is why I have great stories to tell at any point. And are you the same father uh, to your children? You have two children or one? Uh, I, I actually have three children. So oh, yeah. I have a daughter from my I have a daughter from my ex-wife who is uh, 25 now and she's in Kashmir. Okay. Um, I have a son who is 19 and currently gallivanting in Boston and having fun. <laughs> um, discovering life just like his father did and I have a daughter who's 14 who loves music and wants to be on Broadway so they've all got a little bit of me um, to them I, uh, I, I I sometimes you know like like most fathers the ki murgi dal barabar. so <laughs> are abba, stop giving yarn or abba, stop telling us that father whatever so I I limit it but I but when I was much when they were much younger <laughs> I have sat and told them cooked up stories and stories my parents told me and uh, bought them loads and loads of books to read um, and, and my son genuinely currently I know writes really well so I'm very happy that he's got it I think because even Shaheen my wife writes really well so nice. he's got it from both of us um, but I think I end up finding I, I I often joke my pet name in most of my organization because of my surname being Abbas becomes Abba <laughs> which also means dad yes right so so, so I am, I am a father to so many children and I keep telling them stories everywhere. So beautiful. But tell me, a person like you, who's always been such a rock star on stage, do people you feel, feel intimidated by your presence? Uh, do, you I know, un, 
sorry i mean you know like a person uh, you know who are around you do they feel one less uh, like oh roshan na gaya ab to debate kyunki aap hi jeette the koi nahi jeetta you know uh, so the others who are always there ek to persona se hi haar jate hain so you know how does the mindset work normally even till today so so i must tell you bahut even today there are times when i am in conversations where i feel the other person is trying to impress me uh-huh. and my and my natural empathy meter or my or my people reading meter is very high okay. so what happens is that agar mujhko lagta hai na i immediately try to start uh making the person feel at ease make them feel you know like like if an mc meets me then they're desperate to impress me because oh my god i might give them a break or their chance and and in that sometimes they will use words that are wrong or you know uh, they they'll be behave like mrs malaprop in you know the wrong word at the wrong time and the wrong place and i in my head i laugh it off i accommodate them um because you're right you don't realize it but sometimes you know your persona becomes intimidating at which time i as i said i either choose grace or silence uh you know so silence is when i let the other person talk a lot more so i'll be like asa aap bataiye what are you up to and stuff so i give them that little bit of time uh and and sometimes it's just about grace about making the other person feel big for their achievements um sometimes i i have noticed this great great personalities don't make people in front of them look small so whether it is mr bachchan or whether it is javed akhtar whether it was shahrukh khan or any of these people that i have worked with they always make the other person feel special mm. so i try to do that nice no i observed it myself when we did the hp workshop together where i could see that you're not trying to just force your thoughts on the corporate it was so clear that you were so intently listening and you know how can you actually curate it to the need of the people who are there so i think that you're doing it beautifully i was just asking from a point of view how in a general setting when people don't know you you know how do you think that can you gauge that you know it is your persona who's taking over the niceness that you have probably and it takes time for people to understand i think right yeah yeah and and you know what happens is that because because i travel so much and as a host i've traveled i i mean i don't even know i think over 40 or 50 countries i and again you know what you said so nicely right now about me being a listener i am a listener i am a very deep listener you know yeah. and and if you turn that on then up you know like, like it's called reading the room mm-hmm. so like i i'm the i'm the guy who like i remember many years ago i tell people the story i was at i was going to iit kanpur to do a fashion show and i was at the peak of my television career i didn't need to learn anything but all the way that boy from iit kanpur in my car kept telling me i kept asking him i said so tell me what are the fun things you all do and jab bunk karte ho to kahan jaate ho and i was making my notes right and and i said if something really kickass happens in your life what do you call it and you know he told me he said maximum hapax i mean like you never heard a word like that right it's their own lingo <laughs> yeah. when i went on when i went on stage their event was starting very late because of you know something and the audience was very unhappy and i could see i could feel the anger you know hamit hame audience ko 3 ghante bithaya hua hindu jaisa types you know and and they used to use this thing the a phrase called fight hai boss matlab you know tension hai fight hai boss uh-huh. i walked on stage i said boss aap log aise aap logo ko dekh ke na mai backstage se hi bol raha tha to the boy would come i said fight hai boss and they just burst out laughing uh-huh. you know and then from there i went on to the next thing and the next thing and then you know it it's just 
it, the connectivity tissue of human emotions, of words, of expression, is something that I end up using. Uh, and, and, and that's what, if you build familiarity, people automatically give of themselves without even realizing it. So is there um, any quotation or something that has stayed with you, which has inspired you to be the Russian Abbas? Uh, two, three things. So, so uh, one thing which I read on a poster many years ago, which said, never mistake your self-worth with your net worth. Oh, um, nice. uh, it's very important to me because I, I will be honest, I have done well. I have done financially. I have done monetarily well. Um, but I never let that become an expression of who I am. I'm not concerned about it. Um, self-worth is far more important to me. And therefore, self-worth is far more about, you know, uh, like my father used to say, ki, uh, you know, Admi, Admi izzat kamata hai, you know, pyar kamata hai, uh, dosti kamata hai. Yeah. Don't think of money. So, you know, my father was a little very different that way. So was my mother. I mean, like mother was all about hard work and diligence. So I think having good role models early. So this, this one statement actually always stays with me. Uh, the, the, other, the other thing that I always, always uh, try to remember and I keep telling people, it's a very, it's a, one of those very, very, you know, uh, quotes that you would read, uh, which says, a diamond is a piece of coal that stuck to its job, right? Yes. Um, and, and I'm a big one for sticking to the task. So I keep telling people that if God's given you the opportunity, chase it relentlessly. I think, I think in those things, I, I mean, these, these serve up as inspiration for me. Of course, a lot of books serve up as inspiration for me. A lot of films serve up as inspiration for me. So I know that, you know, if I was ever really down and out, I would go and see Dead Poet Society or I would see Shawshank Redemption or I would see Good Morning Vietnam because these are just some films that stay with me over a period of time. Or if I had to read something, then there's a lovely book called The Artist's Way, which I always tell people, really, really beautiful book. I'm currently reading a very interesting book called Die Empty. Wow. Right. And in that, there was such a beautiful uh, thing in the prologue where where the person turns and says that, uh, you know, a man asks saying, what is the most valuable piece of land in the world? Right. And somebody said, somebody said New York and somebody said, no, London. And somebody said Dubai. And this man kept listening and ultimately he turned and said, no, it's the graveyard. Hmm. He says, because it is, it has got so many unfulfilled dreams and so many unfulfilled ideas that it is the richest place in the world, the most valuable place in the world. And this book then turns and says, do not die with all those dreams inside you, die empty. And now suddenly it's become such a big thing for me now. And it's been inspiring me a lot. I keep doing, I, I keep coming across these things. Very nice. I mean, it's an inspiration to hear how a book can stick to you. So I'm planning to start something on second act, which has transformed your life. Could be a book, could be an accident, could be a person, could be... Anything. I want to create a platform where actually people come with life stories to say, what was my second act? So Roshan, what is your second act? What is that higher purpose that Roshan is working on through so many various roles that you're playing? So I, I genuinely feel that I had, I had one innings as a creator, which I fulfilled till the time I made my film, which is 2011. Okay. And after 2011, I suddenly came to a period where I had invested three years of my life to make a movie. 
you know and and in and in, in in the in the classic world of storytelling you call this uh you know the dark night of the soul so you know like like there's a there's this big thing called the hero's journey that we talk about when we talk of storytelling and in that there is this one thing at about 6 or 7 o'clock which you call the dark night of the soul so it was my dark night of the soul i really felt am i creative enough if my film didn't do well was my idea wrong was i and, and imagine i mean and what happens is when you had so much success success becomes such a seduction that radio to seven awards television best anchor you know company can winner this that sab kar liya but that one thing doesn't work out the way you want and suddenly you feel really empty so this is where actually my second act happened that a whole bunch of my creative friends first came and made me accept and acknowledge that failure is okay so for somebody who is a perfectionist who has not failed failure is like death it's a bullet to your head correct but i actually learned that failure is okay and i actually looked back and said you know yeah it's, there are various types in my life that i have failed i mean i won the elocution from class 1 uh, till class 4 and then i got overconfident and i lost it in class 5 right and i felt bad and then i won it again for 4 years and again i remember i lost it in class 9 and then again i won it you know, for 3 years so you know that was there i was in theater all the time and i won best actor multiple times in my school but i did lose it once in a play that i really wanted so i started looking back and said all of those have taught me a lot for one and the second thing that happened was that having suddenly acknowledged failure acknowledged the learnings from failure acknowledged that as a creator i needed other creators around me to re um, you know rejuvenate the field of dreams i mean as creators we've got just these dreams par main main bahut baar ye bolta hu ki agar khad nahi daloge to upaj kya hogi if the ground is infertile what will grow and and every time a creator makes a creation there a little part of their creativity goes into that right so are you feeding your imagination so i spent 2011 i think till 2015 just feeding my imagination i would go and attend and urdu mushayara when i don't understand urdu fully or i would go and see a dance performance and i'm not great into dance or i would go and listen to an indie music thing because my friend ankur would take me or i would go with shaheen and our friends to florence to 10 days just to see architecture but all of these things really started filling my you know my my jar of imagination of my mind and that's when commune was born so my second act is actually commune because at commune i am enriched every day i am enriched by stories by poetry by dreams by people wanting to change the world with their art and i really think that now having created commune and been its founder i'm genuinely loving that that is my second act because i am no longer servicing clients i am servicing the community of artists i'm servicing the creator in everyone and that to me is so fulfilling So, what did you enjoy more, being an entrepreneur, or were you when you were working with TV, radio, on that side? What is it was? Good? It was. It was easier being a talent. 
राइट वी एस टैलेंट कम हम कैमरा ऑन होता है हम एक पर्सनैलिटी बनते हैं कैमरा ऑफ होता है वापस अपना मैं रोशन अबाज बन जाता हूँ बिकॉज फॉर दैट मोमेंट इन टाइम आई एम रोशन अबाज दी एंकर आई एम फुली स्विचड ऑन बट एज एन आंतरप्रेना यू आर ऑलवेज स्विचड ऑन राइट एवरीथिंग बेज योर नेम एवरीथिंग हैज योर नेम ऑन इट and that's important so uh, i think being an entrepreneur is more difficult because the buck actually stops with you so it's important to know that it's important to realize that you are responsible for everything uh, commune has been in 5 years through its ups and downs and i have had the courage of owning up to all of it and not blaming someone else it's my fault i am the creator mm. i will sort or i will figure it out with other people together and thankfully i found a great bunch of collaborators who are Who equally acknowledge it? Beautiful. But were there times that you thought I'll give up, or did you really stick stuck to what you like? I to stick to things. I rarely give up. I do get overwhelmed at times. Okay. Um, I get I get overwhelmed because I start working on too many things simultaneously. Because I'm just I, as I said I'm this I'm this childlike curiosity. ये भी करना है ये भी करना है वो भी करना है ये भी करना है right? Because of which sometimes I get uh, overcommitted to things, and so so actually in the last three four months I've built a new structure for the way I work, where people like Varun, and now I have another boy called Siddharth, and I have another I have like an external CFO advising me, and I have Ranjit, who's my very old friend and who also runs and comes. But I take all of these people and one or two other people, and all of them together have almost become like my central team. so i'm now trying to solve the problem of doing many things simultaneously with this new angle so so that i don't get overwhelmed so all of these people keep me a both grounded and you know <laughs> uh, engaged and at the same time they all they all bring their own set of experiences and learnings and it's wonderful it's wonderful having a team that is so diverse so when you were sitting at home when the pandemic hit what did roshan abbas do really So I actually first, I, you know, I I gave myself the biggest challenge. You know, I turned and told my team at Commune, and I told myself, uh, I said, you know, I said, okay, give yourself a crazy challenge. The challenge was, I said, I will make more products and possibly more profit from the products during the pandemic than I did before. I said, I will create more, not less. Um, I spent a month actually uh, telling everybody to take a pause, and I said, just pause. Pause and start observing. See what's happening. Learn Instagram. Learn Zoom. Learn this. Learn that. And within a month, Archana, we were doing a play on Zoom, which was so beautifully done that people couldn't. People thought it's like a television series. They thought it's pre-recorded. Wow. You know, and and I love that. And then, uh, to uh, we were doing Instagram live. We were doing workshops on Zoom. I was perhaps one of the first people to start doing workshops on Zoom at that point in time, and started getting paid for it, and realized that. you know virtually i can make a lot more money if required um and and now like i'm like i keep telling us give me a laptop and give me bandwidth and i can be doing something from the top of the himalaya i don't care <laughs> yes that's the biggest learning i think everybody who had this inhibitions to say like it also me you know you know i can't touch people's lives when you're you know virtually you need to be on ground with them but this has changed completely and uh, and this is the way to also makes you realize somewhere what your value is you know like i mean see many people like to suddenly face up with the fact that did i actually make a difference do i actually make a difference yeah right because i often tell even my team at commune saying dekho there is a difference between a share a subscribe a like all of these right 
similarly there is a different so i used to say when you create something ask will they come for it will they get other people for it and will they pay for it hmm. because you have to sometimes realize that aap jo kar rahe hain it might be a nice to do but is it a must do uh these are difficult questions that sometimes creators don't ask themselves beautiful roshan it's uh, the conversation can go on uh but i'm wary of the time uh i want you to leave us with one great line uh you know when somebody hears this to say yeah i mean you know it makes sense and i think i should think i'm motivated what is that one thing that you get there is an ocean of opportunities in front of you but do not sink in the sea of sameness learn to keep throwing pebbles of possibilities in that ocean of opportunity and you will create a ripple <laughs> beautiful and then discover your second act no <laughs> no i mean and i i'm serious i'm saying that for me i think i've done second third fourth fifth sorry both i have uh but it but it's just a joy i think creators love to keep rediscovering and i and i'm still on that journey so every day i learn something new you know and, the, and if there's another thing bruce lee once turned and said that if you don't empty the cup then you can't fill it yeah and i keep saying this you know that's why, that's why i said you know zaruri hai ek cheez every morning wake up curious and saying mujhe nahi aata i am willing to learn i am willing to ask the universe to give me more and i i'm telling you i wake up every day so excited ki aaj 10 aur nayi cheeze karne ko hai wow. you know uh, mujhe bada acha lagta hai i it really and, and and i think that that possibly that childlike curiosity and and at the same time that committed must do attitude is what really defines who i am so if anybody can take those two things uh, i think it is a great formula for creative success Thanks Roshan what a pleasure and uh, this is not the only podcast i'm doing i'm following your podcast also adult story for <laughs> bedtime and i can't believe that there's something like that so whoever is seeing us and listening uh, you must go on to roshan abaz's podcast as well there are some great adult stories but doesn't mean adult means adult it's just good bedtime stories for adults right so thanks for creating absolutely it's just it's just stories that we found that we thought had slightly more mature feelings they were not trying to fall trap to basic tropes uh, so that, so when we came up with the idea saying it should be bedtime stories for adults things that make you before you go to sleep you got a smile on your face and you still found heard something good that's what we created <laughs> beautiful concept i think yes keep going roshan and uh, may you discover another second act and then we will come back again on this platform thank you arjuna thank you so much for thank you so much it's a pleasure bye bye take care